What's up, everybody? Welcome to Reel It In. I'm your host, Nick Sanchez. We are here for episode two, Captain Marvel, as part of the Marvel Universe. We are very, very excited for this episode. And uh, let's get started. I'm going to bring in the co-host. We got Gabe Sanchez. What's up, guys? And Brianna Catarion. Hey, what's going on, guys? And last but not least, we got Joey Fernandez. What's up, guys? <laughs> All right, guys. We're, we're going to get into some thoughts. I mean, Captain Marvel episode two. But what man. do we got? What do y'all? What did y'all think? It was. I it think was everything I thought it would be. Everything you thought it would yes. be. It was solid. Yeah, and I think because she was just this whole new superhero coming to like the movie theater and stuff. I yeah. I was blown away. I was like, wow, this really yeah. hit on the on the completely new yeah. character, never seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe up to this point. Brie Larson is the actress who plays Captain Marvel or or Veers. Is it Veers? Is that how Veers? Who plays you know essentially will then become Captain. Marvel or Marvel, and then you know, Mar, you know, Nick here, whatever it gets into the whole spoilers, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so so Brie Larson, I mean, yes or no? I mean, I was, 10 out of 10 a bank, a hundred percent. Like, oh my gosh, am I the only one that got that, bud? No, hundred percent. No, I think she was a babe dude, in this. She, I think she she's like the face, you know, like, like I can't see another Captain Marvel besides her. I think she did a great job. I think the only other person, and I think she was actually on the list to get the role. I, don't quote me on that, but I think that's what I had read. But uh, Jennifer Lawrence was also on the list no to become way. to become Captain Marvel. Yeah, so that would have been. I think that would have been a little interesting. Weird. Yeah, I don't think she's I was, already she's, the face of Hunger Games. Yeah. But I like and her. she's I think she's, she's awesome. Mystique yeah. too. Like okay, in X Men. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think so Brie, that would have been. I think Brie Larson. Not like, to say that it hasn't. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you good. I thought Brie Larson was like really good, like for the humor, and because mm-hmm. like she's like this cute little girl that has like this good like quirky humor, so I think it mm-hmm. like worked really well for the Captain Marvel, that the movie. No, yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. I think what she brought as far as the, like you said, like the quirky humor was, was really, really kind of unique to her. I feel like nobody else really could have brought that to the role. Um, but you know, then again, like had they gone with Jennifer Lawrence, like it's happened before, you know, perfect example. Uh, who is it? Uh, Ryan, uh, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. 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 Yeah. I mean, he started off as, being Green Lantern, and then now he's Deadpool. So, like, it, it happens. You know, people do change roles, essentially, as a superhero. So, I I, I don't know. I, maybe it could have been cool to see Jennifer Lawrence in there, but definitely Brie Larson, I think, hands down, really oh, they did, really a great did job the role well. Her. Yeah, as Captain Marvel. Yeah, I think she did job. a really, really good job. For sure. Uh, directors, Anna Bowden, Ryan Fleck. Um, have y'all seen Half Nelson? No. I have not actually. Don't think so. No. Uh, have you? Ryan uh, Ryan Gosling Mm-mm. plays like a kind of like an addicted an addict teacher in kind of the the Brooklyn area. Kind of gets caught up. In, no, you haven't seen that movie. No. Anyway, Crickets. These two. Crickets. These two. Yeah, I know. They, well, it was an Oscar nominated uh, film, and these two directors actually co-directed that movie as well. Mm. So they've worked together. They came back. Said, hey, 
we got Captain Marvel and overall thoughts. Y'all thought, you know, great how it was directed, how how the film kind of ran. I think even up until like the ending credits and stuff like that, it was great. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm gonna be honest, like when I when I heard about this movie I was not like at all thrilled. I was like, dude, Captain Marvel, it's like a Superman type style act you know, hero. Mm-hmm. Marvel like I don't see Marvel doing that and like the way that mm-hmm. it came out was just honestly amazing. I think by far probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. And she's like the really strongest superhero of, of yeah, no, Marvel, Marvel, right? Universe. She's yeah. the strongest one. Yeah, she's, like, she's yes. essentially Superman. Yeah, yeah of the Marvel universe. Correct. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, like the the thought of that, like, oh great, like a, like when I heard about her, like she was pretty much like, quote unquote, a Superman. I was like, dude, that's not what, like in my mind, like that's not Marvel. You know, Marvel's you know mm-hmm. Iron Man, Spider Man. You know, like they don't have everybody has weaknesses. Yeah, this chick is just unstoppable. Right. Yeah. I mean, in this movie, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot that could hold her back. No. It's Well, really, they play it off as she's the only one that can hold her back. Yeah, with the the one. Yeah, with not necessarily knowing really who she is, um, which, you know, I don't want to get too far into spoilers just right now. But that's essentially where the film is, is his heading, really, is, you know, she is basically throughout this movie in like unstoppable. But the only person that's really holding her back is yourself. So I don't, I don't, eh, you know, for me, like I would have enjoyed a little bit more knowing, hey, does she have any other type of weaknesses that might, you know, maybe in like Avengers come to, come to pan out, you know, come to, 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 to basically. Uh, like half, the, half, wanna... half of the Avengers are like human, you know, they can only do so much or like Iron Man. Well, he's not human, but you know, he's, he's began as human. Now he's like. A combination of like mechanical and, and human, but her, she's just like yeah. all I don't know, just superhero. Yeah, she's straight alien. Yeah, and unstoppable. So I don't know. I, I think this is very, very different. We're not used to seeing this type of superhero on the Marvel side, yeah. but hey, we're here, song, and we're starting this next phase in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm excited. I'm very excited. Uh, overall rating. What would you rate this movie? I think Joey, you said ten out of ten. No, yeah, hundred percent ten out of ten. Yeah, definitely. 10 10. And I think even if you aren't like a super huge superhero fan or really into like long movies like this one, I think it fits pretty much everybody. I think it's the humor was great, like the casting was great. Like there's nothing about it that I wouldn't recommend to somebody. You see, like, it's it's funny that you say that, okay? Because um, you know, I, I I was contemplating, you know, going alone, and I was like. I matched with a few people on, you know, certain dating apps. And I was like, hey, like, let's go see Captain Marvel, right? <laughs> All of them yeah. didn't know what it was. They never saw – didn't see a trailer. They, they live under a rock. And to be honest, if you if you don't watch superhero movies – You should like, have unmatched like, right when they oh, said 100%. that. Oh, 100%. Like, like <laughs> I'm putting this out right now. I'm going to put it on my social media also, like – if you don't, you know, don't even, if you haven't even watched the Avengers movies, like, I'm unmatching you, I'm reporting you, and like, that's <laughs> a lot of deal. Like, I felt, I was just like, dude, perfect date, you know, I get a two birds, one stone. No. Every single person I match with, they're just like, oh, I've never heard of it. Like, what is that? I, I was going to shoot myself, honestly. It was Wax, capital W. Literally. Yeah, that's, that's kind of sad. Because it was an amazing movie, man. It was phenomenal. And, uh just blew my yeah. mind. Blew my mind. I was 
Yeah. yeah, it's just like there's no way you guys would think. So. It's like how can people be missing these kind of like movies? Yeah, they're great. Oh yeah, no, I mean honestly, I think we have kind of a biased opinion just because we all really, really love these superhero movies. I, I can understand there are probably some people out there that just are, you know, Suspect. rom-com, romantic comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably a uh, Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, 100%. You know? Yeah, no, but I mean, I love these movies. Marvel has done such a great job with all of their movies. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. Everybody loves what Marvel Studios has done with the storyline and, and just everything that, that they're leading up to now with the Avengers Endgame movie coming next month. So, I mean, it's amazing. DC is a whole other story. Hopefully they're on the right path now. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, my rating, I'm going to give this movie a solid. I, I'm not, I, I, I can't give movies perfect ratings because I feel like, I don't know, I, I'm just not a perfect rating guy. So I'm going to give this one a solid, like, 9 out of 10. Oh, Nick. It was very, very good. <laughs> really? Yeah, my rating, I think I would have to go. So this is awkward because Joey was saying how, like, people who haven't seen, like, all the Avengers movies. But I actually haven't seen the second Avengers I have seen Infinity War and the first Avengers, but coming from a standpoint of not really seeing all of the Marvel movies that are out, it's a very good movie to still just kind of come in. There are a few things that you won't understand if you haven't seen those movies, mm-hmm. um, which, I, which I knew because I was in the Infinity Wars was kind of more of what they were pushing in this particular movie. Um, mm-hmm. But you could still enjoy it. I think I would give it probably an eight out of 10, um, because it was fun. The humor was good. Uh, Brie Larson was great. The animation with the CGI was really good. Um, but it was an overall just fun movie, and the action was nice. Uh, but it was good. Can we, awesome. Can we talk about uh, that opening? Um, you know how they usually do, like, the comics when they spell out Marvel in the beginning? Oh, with Stan Lee. Dude, that, right, that, like I his tribute. Yeah. Oh, I was like... That was amazing. Yeah, that was that was so good that they did that. That was. Uh, yeah, I noticed that, and I was I was very, I was, I was happy about that they, that they did that, like very very happy. And that I'm sure that had to have been something they did, very like, recently, like towards that very movie. recently. Yeah. yeah, and then they they cut out the original Marvel, which is like all the you know snippets of all the different Marvel movies you know put into one to make Marvel Studios. So yep. they cut that one out and then put just like a montage of a bunch of Stanley cameos that he's had throughout the years in those movies. And, you know, they just said, you know, basically like, thank you, Stan Lee. And I thought that was awesome to put it at the beginning rather than putting it all the way at the end. Um, you know, just to, I think it just showed how much Stan Lee is really appreciated influenced much. Yeah. and is appreciated. Yeah. in in just the superhero world. So did Stan Lee comics, did he pass like after Captain Marvel was being worked on, or before? Because I I felt like he was he passed away before the movies were started. Yeah, I think it was after because he has a cameo yeah. in this one. Yeah, I know that's why I was confused. But I didn't know if they did the whole like you know in uh, um one of the Star Wars they CGI. had the CGI of the yeah, uh, of the it. lieutenant or the colonel or whatever. No. Okay. No, no, no. It was uh. Yeah, no, but it was also it was Rogue One. It was Rogue I was, one. Yeah, Rogue One. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was the same type of thing, and he just looked really, really good. But I guess he was, he was actually there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. He was alive. He because just passed. Like, usually, he literally just passed. Yeah, he, yeah. I think it was in November. He did just pass like a couple mm-hmm. months ago. 
or less than a month ago, or it was a couple months ago, a few yeah, months ago. Yeah, a few months ago. In November, you said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm sure they probably finished filming this movie, and a lot of the work that they do afterwards is like all the CGI and making everything look, you know, like you're out of space and the ship battles and all that stuff. So I think he was in the filming of when his cameo scene, when it actually gotcha. happened, when he was there. So anyway, uh, but that was really cool. I do agree with you, Joey, on that one. All right, guys. Um, we got our ratings in overall. I think we all agree. This is a very, very good movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. The debut weekend was this weekend for Captain Marvel. And I think some box office numbers were released and they made in the U S roughly $153 million this opening weekend. It's really good, which is a lot. Yeah. It's puts it as number one, uh, debut movie in 2019 Ab- above who do you know movie. who's second right now oh you know what i don't you know, know. Isn't it like, uh, i don't know Spider-Man that one movie? The I, hear, I, could I could have been. swore that was like top for, for a good minute yeah it could have been uh Spider-Man yeah, no, i have no idea hmm. i'm trying to look that up right now I, I mean i would assume it's um i would assume it's it's spider-man Box office rankings, right? Yeah, let's see. 2019. Um, yeah, Captain Marvel on top. Oh. Some movie we probably didn't even... Never even heard of before. Independent film. Oh, maybe... Uh, No. Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't... That was 2018, right? Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I was not expecting that. Nick, tell us. We can't. We can't. Uh, Wait sorry. a second. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was reading. Um, no, number two is How to Train Your Dragon. Wow. Oh, yeah, we're doing it right. Yeah, number two was How to Train Your Dragon. It took took that spot. They probably listened to the number podcast one from How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Um, but then again, I don't know if this is right because number three, check this, is Tyler Perry's Medea Family Funeral. Why would I that mean, not? I uh, would agree with that. That would make sense. Everyone loves Medea. Do, I mean, I don't do, I, really? I, is he that big? Still, still, I mean, it's really funny movies. I've it never is. Liked those movies. I, I liked them, but I'm, I I thought like the it's kind of gotten old. Like seeing was, Tyler Perry like just as Medea for like twenty years. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, he's been he's been Medea for a while. Apparently, that's the last the last movie. Ah. Uh, Family funeral. Uh, that's what they say. I, I'm sure they'll make up some excuse to bring her back for something. Yeah. No, but people love her. I feel like it's a f- good family no, yeah, movie. For sure. Like, just take the whole family. Is what those are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you. But anyway, top five: Captain Marvel, How to Train a Dragon, Tyler Perry's Medea, uh, The Lego Movie Two, Ooh. and Alita: Battle Angel. Oh, okay. Top five grossing movies in that order. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, for 2019. Nice, nice. Uh, Avengers Endgame is going to crush all of them. Uh, 100%. Oh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're just going to leave it at that. Dude, go ahead. When Toy Story comes out. I was just about to say that. Nothing's going to even matter. <laughs> I was just about to ask. Do you think, do you y'all think, think Toy Story is going to be by the end of the I year? Think, do you think? I think Toy Story is going to be a hit, dude. Even I if, think... if, there's no way it's not going to be a hit. I'm going I agree. To okay, no, I'm going to throw one in the ring. I'm going to throw one in the ring. Okay, I'm going to throw one. Toy Story, Toy Story, what is it, four. four? Toy Story 4, Avengers Endgame, or 
Lion King live action. Uh, ooh, Toy Story ooh, 4. You can't don't eat. do that. You can't do that. I don't know, man. Lion King live action, dude. Don't Think about exactly. it, okay? Live everybody and their children knows Lion yeah, King. But pretty much everybody knows uh, Toy Story. I mean, okay, so you're saying more people know Toy Story than they do Lion King? I feel like it's neck and neck. And I, to be honest... I don't think so, man. I honestly, I don't think so. Five dollars that Toy Story is bigger than Lion King. No, a movie ticket. Better movie ticket. Better movie ticket than Lion King. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. So, but then... Okay, that was a good point, Nick. I think the Lion King live-action movie will make more money than Avengers and Toy Story 4. Just because Toy Story has, like, one, two, three, and, like, now it has the fourth one. Like, the Lion King hasn't... It had the sequels and everything, but this will be the of, original. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be like this a is whole, the original Lion exactly. King in a completely different Correct. view. Not and not by view as far as like plot, but view as far as like you, we haven't seen it in this type of to be manner. Honest, I it's don't not think animated. it's gonna be good. I don't think the Lion King's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be really good. I, I have, I think I have so that too. feeling where it's gonna. Be it's like, like it's like the Jungle Book. People, well, I'm excited to I, watch I didn't it, like, not watch in the Jungle Park. Hey, you know, oh, the man. Jungle Book died so fast. Oh, dude, it was so good. The live-action Jungle Book, dude, it was amazing. It was good. And Mowgli on Netflix was actually really yeah, good, too. Netflix original. If y'all haven't seen Mowgli, go check it out. It's, it's essentially... So what I, what I was told is that Mowgli is actually what Disney was going to do, but chose to do it the way that they did with the Jungle Book because Mowgli was too dark. Like, the story of Mowgli was just too dark for Disney, so they kind of switched it up and made it a Jungle Book. Or the Jungle Book. Yeah. Fun fact. Just letting y'all know. Um, Bree, did you say something? I, I think we kind of, like... No, no, I cut didn't. You off. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I, wanted you get, I wanted you to get your <laughs> thought out there. I, I know we, we were very, very passionate about Lion King uh, being probably the highest grossing movie of 2019. Yeah, y'all were like screaming, so. but I was just saying I was excited not to see it. In the, I was excited to see it in a live action um, version. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see the movie. We're, we're going to have an episode on it, so yeah, that's four tickets right there. I think adding to the box office. I think either Toy Story or Lion King what, what will make more money than the Avengers. <clears throat> Mid-May. What movie comes Mid-May. out in May? Mid-May. Mid-May. Oh, actually, I have the schedule right here. Let's see what movies are coming around around that time. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> and the reason why is because <laughs> the reason why is so, okay. Oh, you asked mid-May. So Lion King comes out at, in mid-July. Mid-May is John Wick 3. Uh, later May is Aladdin live action. Awesome. So guess what? I What's will up? be in San Antonio for those two. And we will get that okay. video thing going. Yeah. Oh, YouTube video? YouTube video. We'll have that. Oh, we're announcing that right, right now. now. Listeners, YouTube videos coming your Ooh. way. Reel it in. Wow, I'm excited. Dang, I didn't even, that's, that's, that's news to me. Yeah, no. I know, that's, that's news to me. Yeah. I'll, so, okay. I'll, 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 I'll be free, and uh, I'll be able to go down there pretty much every weekend that we have a premiere, and we can just... You know, hang out, Heck hang yeah. out somewhere, and make this. That's what I'm talking about. So just, just record us eating popcorn in the lobby <laughs> with ice, ices. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, no, yeah. awesome. All right, gotcha. Well, I mean, looking at the schedule just now, I just went and grabbed the schedule. So, Lion King live actions July 19th coming to theaters, and that's going to be our last episode of the season. 
Wow. Dang. That's gonna be crazy. Yeah. So July nineteenth. That's that's the that's season one in a nutshell. And then we're off for all of August, and we regroup uh, probably in September. You know what we should do for the fall the fall season. You know what we should do if we like one of our episodes gets more than a hundred views, we should do a giveaway. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. We got fifty views. We got fifty listens on our announcement. Oh, I meant said. listens. My bad. Not views. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> I know what you mean. And we have. 20 views for episode one so let's just do a shout out right now to everybody who listened to our uh episodes we appreciate it thank you for the support and we hope that you yeah, uh, sure. continue to listen to our episodes 100 percent. yeah yeah 100 all right awesome all right well we kind of got off on a rant on other movies but back to captain marvel we're regrouping uh great movie go check it out don't necessarily really need to know what's going on prior to this movie. Um, however, if you do know what's going on, there are some things in this movie that we will most likely talk about here in the spoiler section um, that come up that I honestly have some questions about. So we'll talk about it here in just a second. So for those of you who are, haven't watched the, uh, the movie yet, this will probably be your stopping point. We are going to get into some spoilers. spoilers alert. Uh, so thank you all for... Huh? Spoilers alert. Yeah, spoilers alert. So thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next episode, which we're not too sure will be. Again, I'm traveling. Uh, I'm between Boston and San Antonio, so it's a little bit tough. I'm in the uh, in for this weekend in San Antonio, so that's why we're doing this episode. But I will post all of that information on our Twitter page. Go follow at Reel It In uh, Podcast. Again, that's at Reel It In Podcast on Twitter. Go follow. I will post updates on that as well as Facebook. Um, as well and that's my personal facebook i haven't created a real it in facebook yet but that's going to come soon so anyway thank you guys for tuning in we are going to get into some spoilers let's do it all right guys. what i've been waiting for <laughs> oh, we get to talk about the movie all right so captain marvel dying no i'm just kidding Jeez. Totally kidding. Okay. <laughs> opening scene. We go into an opening scene. It's um it's Captain Marvel. Well really it's Veers. Um and basically what's happening is we kind of get this slow-mo of the dirt of everything kind of around this explosion. Everything's kind of in slow motion. And we get Veers. And she's kind of trying to figure out what is going on. Not too sure. A little bit clueless. Um, but she sees in her view this lady that's pretty much dead on the ground. Um, and when she looks, pans over to the right, she sees this alien-looking guy. Ugly-looking fellow. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of walking her way very slowly like he's on a mission to end her life. So immediately after that, we only get a quick, maybe two minutes of that. She wakes up. We find out it's a dream. We are in the Cree world. They're called the Cree Cree. Uh, what is it? Civilization mm -hmm. is what they're, what, what, it, what we get a glimpse of. And she is with Ron, uh, what's his name? Ron Rog? Young, young, Yon Rog. Yes. Yon Rog. Um, training. They're, they're kind of having a, a friendly, you know, tussle. And a sparring he's basically session. telling her a sparring session, exactly. And he's telling her 
to basically control her emotions because apparently when she gets a little riled up, she causes destructions, destruction with her hands that, I guess, technically shoot out photon blasts, right? Just just massive Pure energy, of energy. Yeah. Yep. Just energy. Uh, like, you know, so, so he's trying to get her to kind of control all of that. We then quickly go into what is known as the Supreme Intelligence. It's an AI uh, intelligence kind of, uh, I don't like know how to describe almost. it. Like, you know, you're, it's like a simulator. Like yeah, exactly. And essentially, this simulator is the leader of the Cree people, is the leader of this civilization. So that was kind of weird for me. I was like, oh, they're listening to something that doesn't technically exist right? as a leader. So that was a little, I don't know. I was a little iffy on that. I was like, oh, uh, that's a little weird. But hey, if it works, it works, I guess. Uh, but apparently we learned that when you go into this supreme intelligence, into this AI, uh, how did you say it? What was the word you used? Oh, uh, simulation, <laughs> right? Simulation, yes. We come to find out that it takes the form of the person that they're that is most admired, that the, that you most admire, and it's this woman who kind of has a short dude haircut, white hair, um, and really, Veers has no idea who this chick is, no clue at all, and um, basically, what ends up happening is she wants to serve, and by she, I mean Veers, wants to serve the country or the, the, the planet uh, and, and kind of do, like, go on missions, be a soldier, essentially, be a part of this task force or this, uh, I think they call them the Star Force, the Kree Star Force. And so this is kind of her goal. This is what she wants to do. Um, but the AI basically tells her, hey, you have too many emotions that could compromise all of your missions and could compromise you from being the best person you could possibly be. So it seems like this is kind of the theme uh, uh, the, at the very beginning. You know, everybody's telling her, you're, you're the reason why, like, yourself is causing emotional problems. Um, so that being said, we do move into her first mission. She gets granted the mission. The AI says, all right, you need to control your emotions, but you also need to prove yourself. You're on a mission. She's reporting to the Yon-Rog guy that, we, we, that she was sparring with, and they go to a really dark, really shady-looking planet called Torfa. This is where the action kind of kicks in for the movie. Um, we are introduced to the species called the Scrolls. And scrolls are basically a species, and they're shapeshifters. Yeah. They can change into anything that they see, essentially. Down to, what, they said down to the DNA? Right. Yeah. Except and for, like, they, memories and stuff, or, like, specific... Short-term right. memories. Right. No. That's, I thought they couldn't do long, long-term memories. No, they, they have uh, short-term memories. They don't have long-term memories. Yeah, they can't Correct. remember like, anything long ago correct but they can remember recent memories exactly. yes yeah yeah so creepy super dude yeah so you like go to anybody could be yeah like not bad really trusting anyone yeah yeah so that's essentially how we feel going into this and how we feel in this particular scene um they 
Bjorn Rog, who is essentially the, the commander of this group, this unit, he knows something's fishy. Uh, it's a planet very murky, very foggy and dusty, and you know every, it's hard to see. But there is a native people on this planet. They're very poor. And, you know, it's, it's essentially, they, you know, they don't, they don't know what can happen. But they come to this temple with one way in, one way out on a bridge. And Yon-Rog is basically like, yo, this, something is fishy. You know, this, this could be an ambush. And he calls it. All of those um, civilians, essentially, who they thought were civilians, end up being the scrolls and they get ambushed and we come to find out a bunch or not a bunch but a few of these high tech weaponry that they use and by they I mean the Kree task force or the Kree star force I honestly thought one of the coolest things in this scene was the fact that she shot one bullet and it took out like seven people yeah they like ricocheted and then yeah just hit everybody else yeah, it was yeah, cool. It it was really cool. And then we 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 find out about Yonrog's uh kind of wrist wrist levitation device essentially that basically once he has you in his grasp, it's you can't move. You know, you're pretty much screwed. So he's throwing like three or four dudes around. Um we have a character, and again, I don't know all all of these characters' names. They kind of don't really mention them a whole lot. But we got a guy with double swords, dual swords, who's just like supposedly a supreme badass. Um, we have a chick who has a sniper uh, that's providing the cover up, up, up top. And we have one guy, I think that's just brute force. He just uses, oh, pistols. We have dual pistols guy. <laughs> I don't know any of these guys' characters' names because <laughs> um, we really don't see them very much in this movie. Yeah, they're kind of in this scene. That scene, and then when like the scenes that. Uh, the leaders and then like towards talking. the end of the movie, yeah, and like that, the end of the movie, and then like when the leaders talking to, I don't even the guys that like at the ends, I don't even the blue people like the blue faces. Oh uh, yeah, the, they're the Cree. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. The Cree people. Yeah, yeah. And they're like in the ship. So right? anyway, yeah. So so we come to find out all these cool gadgets that they have, all these weaponries that they use. Um, but basically, their mission is to go in and extract one of their spies that they have on the inside. And again, this goes awry. They get ambushed. And the guy that is basically taking the form of the spy is ends up being a scroll. And they capture Captain Marvel. They capture Veers. She gets captured. The next scene, she's in, the, she's in her dreams again. Uh, and it's pretty noticeable because you kind of hear the scrolls in the background trying to tell her to focus on certain things so they can get certain information. Um, so she's in her dreams. She's kind of going down what I what I wrote down as like a memory lane when she was a kid. All these different kind of things that led up in her life. But she doesn't remember any of them. She doesn't know who, who whose memories these are. Um, during this scene, but, sorry, I just want to. No, go ahead. Go I ahead. think during this scene when you hear um, like all the background talk, I was like, these guys don't seem super threatening. So then in there, I was like, hmm, I was like. Can these really be like the bad guys throughout this whole movie? I don't know. I just found them super funny and not uh-huh. not so serious. Like during this whole thing, I mean, yeah, most of the fights were between them up until the end. But I was like, yeah, hmm. I knew I felt like there was yeah. something more coming, and there was. But I at, during this like part, I was like, wow, like 
is this really how it was gonna go but plot twist at the end and i was like super happy about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah not to get into the end too quickly but yeah no i i I thought this movie definitely kind of puts a a different spin on the scrolls once we actually pretty much in this scene right right the the main guy who is talos or uh, Toulouse, I, don't, I forgot how they pronounce it. I think it's Talos. Um, but that's basically the main head scroll guy. And he has definitely a really laid back, like... Approach, yeah, like super... Approach bad. to being the evil bad guy in this movie. And it's almost like you kind of like him. You know, like you can't, you can't like not like him because of just the way that he's acting and the mannerisms that he has. Right, agreed. So it, I can, yeah, it causes a little bit of... You know, a little bit of conflict on how you truly feel about these people or this, you know, this side of the war, uh, you know, this side of, of, of the of the soldiers of, you know, on the war that they're fighting. Yep. Yeah, because he was kind of like a like a less obviously crazy, like Joker type character of like with his humor and how he like went about like as at the time you thinking like his like doing evil, but. Yeah. Yeah. So it was yeah, and, very and, and, tricky. Yeah. And during this scene, when, when they're kind of trying to extract this information from Veers, um, you know, you, you can't really pinpoint whether this guy is bad or if he's just outright crazy. Because, you know, I was kind of coming at it as like, well, this guy, you know, he's kind of funny like he is. He has a laid back attitude towards what he's talking about and what he's saying. But, that could be also this dude's just absolutely bad shit crazy. Oh, that's you know, true. like gotcha. And and so I didn't know if maybe I just was like, okay, well, he might seem cool, but maybe later on this guy is just gonna eliminate everybody that gets in his way. You know? Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of the feeling I was getting at during this time. I was just like, okay, I don't really want to say I like this character, but at the same time, it's like this character could end up being a really, really bad person, and I just don't know. Yeah. So um, we come to find out the scrolls are after what is called the light speed engine. And basically um, they are trying to extract coordinates, which we later found out are supposed to go to this person's lab. And this person ends up being Dr. Lawson, Dr. Wendy Lawson. And she's a part of the U.S. Air Force. She is turns out to be this mentor that Veers is seeing as the AI, uh, as the, the, the supreme intelligence AI person in uh, the, the simulation. So when she goes in, she sees this person. But again, at the beginning, she didn't know who this is. She kind of gets a little bit more information during this memory lane. Uh, she used to be a pilot. She used to be a part of the Air Force. But she doesn't remember any of this. So... You know, all this information is kind of coming back to her. Well, she escapes this this uh, contraption, this machine that the scrolls have her in. And basically, she doesn't have access to her hands for the first, I don't know, maybe five or ten minutes of this scene. And she's basically just kicking everybody's ass. Yeah, it was a really um, good fight scene, I thought. It was a really good fight scene. I mean, and she was taking out 10, 15 people at a time. Yeah, and you kind of get a glimpse. Like, this kind of the first... Like hand on what she is kind of capable capable of, uh, right? With her like without her powers, correct? Yeah. So it was really yeah. yeah she was really restricted. Yeah, during this part of the scene, but she's sitting down. They were falling like flies, dude. Almost. They were falling like flies, and and so I think during this time, 
Talos, the uh, scroll leader, he basically saw this chick is no one to be messing with. You know, she is some, she is something else. And basically she blasts out of her cuffs or, you know, whatever they were called. I'm going to call them cuffs. She blasts out of those. And then it's basically game over. Nobody can really stop her at that point. She hops into an escape pod and uh, basically is out. She, she ejects, um, out of the main ship in the escape pod, and she's heading straight for what is known as Planet C fifty three, or AKA Earth. Earth. Planet Earth. <laughs> Planet Earth. And this is probably one of the the first kind of laugh out loud moments that I had in um, in this movie because <laughs> where she lands. Oh my god! Was that TV that funny? Did y'all think it was that funny? I thought it was hilarious. Why? Yeah, dude, I, yeah, dude. dude. I, that's the a whole, classic. The whole theater was like bawling, laughing, and laughing. Yeah. I, I thought like, it was hilarious. Is Blockbuster that hilarious these days? Because I yeah. yeah. So she dude. crashes straight into a Blockbuster location, and it's just funny because they no longer exist. Like it was. We know that it was a shot at Blockbuster in some sort of way, in some form or fashion. <laughs> you know, either whether it was just to tell people, hey, don't forget, we actually used to have places where you went to go rent movies. And, Dang. you know, it, 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 and because of when this movie's made, which is what, 2019? Some people that are watching this movie have no idea what, what a blockbuster block is. Yeah. That's why. That's why. Also, I was like, and I think that's that what funny. the funny part is. Yeah, but I thought it wasn't that funny because I was like, dude, blockbuster was like, I miss them. Like, I wish they were still around. Like, like <laughs> I always got like happy going into a blockbuster and everyone was just making a joke of it. I wasn't having it, you know. <laughs> I miss the good old days. I just you were defending the I was like, exactly. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, the funny, no. There wasn't actually a funny part when she was talking to the security guard. I don't want to get too far ahead, but. No, you're, you're, go ahead. And uh, when she was, like, talking about how she can get, like, a telecommunication, someone in the theater, <laughs> like, kind of said, like, out loud. It was, it was, he said it to, like, his group, but, like, pretty much the whole theater, like, heard him. And he was like, what, a radio shack, pretty much? And it turns, it's just a huge radio shack. And it was, that was, <laughs> it was more funny because the guy called it when, yeah, yeah that was actually funny. No, it was funny because you saying that in my head when I was watching this movie, when she asked that question. That's immediately what I had said. In what my you head, in your head? Like, she, yeah, I was like, oh, she's, she, he's going to point her to a radio shack. A radio and shack. then the next cutscene is a radio shack yeah, right dude. next to the blockbuster. Yeah. So that was really funny. Again, that was just kind of an underlying comedy of the movie. I thought, I, you know, I laughed. I don't know about you, Gabe, but I, I definitely <laughs> found entertainment in that particular scene or sequence. Yeah. Um, it actually made me feel like connected. Like, does that make sense? Like, I was like, yeah, like that because you recognize it. So I don't know. I enjoyed yeah. that scene too. Uh, I think we all have memories of, like Gabe said, like going to Blockbuster and and enjoying just going and seeing all the different movie titles because you know we didn't necessarily really use the internet back in that time. So right. yeah, we we weren't looking things up on what this movie's about. You would go and turn the case around and read what the movie was about and you're like yeah that sounds great or no nah, i'm gonna pass so like it was a whole experience and just going in and actually choosing a movie that you want to see so i think everybody kind of relates to that who's old enough to know why that is so funny yeah it was a great time to be alive then <laughs> yeah 100 percent. uh but again good good scene i i applaud that was a that was a uh i'm gonna applaud that 
appreciation scene. Uh, so good, good, a little applause there. So, Thank you, Marvel. Yeah, thanks, Marvel, for that. We then go cutscene into uh, basically the security guard calls, I guess nine one one, but it ends up getting over to Shield because Shield knows about everything. Everything, um, always. Yeah. And so basically, it's Nick Fury and Agent Agent Coulson who. Y'all know who Agent Coulson is, right? Yeah, yes. I didn't know his. I didn't know his name by heart. I just knew that okay. he was like kind of. He's the one that he's also in the television show, right? The Shield. Yeah, he's the main. Yeah, he's in the Shield one. television show. Yeah, but he's also but in movies it, too. But I just knew that. Well, so the thing is, is this is this is kind of where it comes into if you don't know the old mo- or any of like the Marvel Cinematic movies, Coulson and he dies in I think what well, I think it was the first Avengers movie. No, he doesn't die. I believe. Oh well, he gets okay. He gets stabbed in the heart with the. No, I mean you think he dies, but then plot twist, he just moves. He ends up starting Shield or the TV show. Yeah, okay, so that's kind of where it goes. But I I guess he's he's like alive and healthy essentially in this time. And with the whole blockbuster thing, we kind of get this timeline that they're in the late '80s, early '90s. You know, like they're that's kind of where we're setting this movie. I mean, they still have pagers. Timeline-wise. And they have pagers, yeah. They have pagers. So, um, yeah, so basically, that's kind of the timeline that it's being set in. Again, Agent Coulson being there, that was kind of a a nice, fresh face that we hadn't really seen in quite some time. Um, So that was really cool. But basically, what ends up happening is Nick Fury and uh, Veers, Captain Marvel, basically have a, a little bit of a friendly discussion she basically tells him that there's this species of scrolls on here they they're shapeshifters she's trying to capture them he wants identification she's like i don't carry that on the card i'm part of the space force and or star force and basically a scroll tries to assassinate her misses his shot and that's when we get into the next fighting scene this fighting scene was great was awesome (laughs) This was a really good fighting scene. And the reason being is because she's on a train. She, she chases the scroll who tried to kill her, gets onto a train. And she's going train car by train car, trying to figure out which one of these people is, a, is the scroll that just tried to kill her. She bitch slaps an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> just like the cutest old lady on the train. Yeah. She just decks her in the face. <laughs> it was very she funny. just straight up just backhands this old lady and the, you know right before she does it this old lady just looks so innocent and smiling just like like she's having a grand old time and and captain marvel slaps her and i was honestly i was like holy crap like did that just happen but then i remembered when she was going onto the train she bumped into that old lady Exactly. So, yes. so that's how she knew it was the old lady because she knew that old lady got off the train. Correct. And she saw the scroll get on the train. So when he changed into that old lady that got off the train, he was thinking, "Oh, well, there won't be a duplicate lady, so she she, she won't know it's me." But since she bumped into that old lady, she knew it was the old lady and bitch slapped her. So that was really cool. Uh, again, kind of a if you didn't pick it up, it was there. If you want to go watch it again, but. That was really funny. I enjoyed that fight scene. And then, of course, one, after she bitch slaps the old lady, 
the old lady is like doing kung fu at levels nobody knows. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just kind of flipping all over the place. And uh yeah, so great fight scene there. I enjoyed it a lot. Basically, I think that one gets away. Um I believe, right? That squirrel that she's chasing on the train. Yeah, because he gets off the train eventually. Gets off the train and she doesn't quite know. Well, as that's going on, Nick Fury is in the car with Coulson trying to find or chase after the train because they're trying to to detain uh, Captain Marvel. Comes to find out, he gets a phone call while in the car, and it's actually Agent Coulson who's still back at the blockbuster. So the Coulson that is in the car ends up being a scroll, which I thought was really cool. Uh, this is kind of the first time Nick Fury is like, oh, shit, this is actually happening. She's right. There are other life forms on this planet. And he turns, sharp turns into a oncoming truck who slams into the passenger side and basically kills the scroll. Risky move. I really thought risky move. Yeah, I thought that real risky. Nick Fury to was going to be like a little bit more, yeah, like Danny. harmed and yeah, harmed in the accident. But he just walked out like a champ. No, that Walks out with just a scratch on his eye, yeah, yeah. No, or something like you know, a scratch on his forehead. When that happened, when he got out of the car, I saw that his 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 eye that you know later on in the in like the Avengers movies, he's missing an eye. I his eye was red, and I was like, "So this is how he like messes up his eye, like this exactly." Like, There's a story, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what I thought. I thought Warming he was gonna come out with his eye much. all messed up. Yeah. But we come to find out how that actually happened, that is and it's actually now. really funny. Yeah, it is funny. Now. It is actually funny. <laughs> that is really funny. So uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. <clears throat> but basically, so after he does that, he gets out pretty much unscathed. Cut a little cut on his forehead. Uh, Nick Fury, and we cut into uh, basically this scroll being dissected, an autopsy going on, and he basically comes to realization, okay, Captain Marvel's right, she was telling the truth, scrolls exist, and this is something that they really haven't dealt with at this point in time, uh, this extraterrestrial type of species. Um, so basically what's ended up happening is Nick Fury is talking to his boss, which is I don't really know what the boss's name is. I know who it is after the scene, right? It ends up being Talos. Talos, the bad, the head of the scrolls. He is actually in the form of Nick Fury's boss. So I'm assuming it's just the director of Shield. And he's in there. He's basically pretending to be Nick Fury's boss, saying, "Hey, you know, this has to be between us. Find uh, Captain Marvel, blah blah blah, and uh, you know." head out and so Nick Fury leaves and then we find out hey this is actually Talos he's a scroll uh he's infiltrated shield and he talks to the dead body that's how you find out like yeah he talks like, to the dead scroll it was creepy that I actually was just too much I was like what yeah I had a feeling that it was a little fishy but I just mm-hmm. yeah you just kind of got that vibe yeah so he basically tells them like I'll meet you in the afterlife or whatever it is that they believe Valhalla uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Val, Valhalla, and uh, so so that's how we come to find out it's it's Talos. Um, so basically, what ends up happening is Captain Marvel knows about the this bar that she used to go to when she was or in her memories, right? It's called Ponchos, I think, is what it was called. 
And so she finds his bar, finds his picture, asks the bartender, hey, where can I find Pegasus? Um, and Nick Fury shows up. He's there. It's very fast, by the way. Don't know how he did it, but it's Nick Fury. And basically, we kind of get a cool, again, back and forth between the two characters, how they know each of them is not a scroll. Yeah, and I thought this was another pretty funny part because, it was. <laughs> because Captain Marvel basically tells uh, Nick Fury, tell me something that not even a scroll could even just make up. <laughs> yeah, he just, <laughs> it's about <Yeah>. bread. <laughs> yeah, so Nick Fury says, I don't eat bread that's cut diagonally. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that was so stupid. <laughs> I know. I'm like they couldn't have thought, they, like they couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, I mean it was to funny, tell to say dumb, about right? him. Yeah, and he they chose. I don't. I don't eat bread that's cut diagonally. Yeah. So um, I thought that was really funny. Again, we get many of those, and he basically asks Captain Marvel, "How do I know you're not a scroll?" And she just photon blasts. The uh, yeah, the that was way. I thought that was <laughs> rest in peace. I was like, ah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he says it. He's like, how am I supposed to know that you that scrolls can't do that? And he's just like, oh, she's she just says, ah, oh, scrolls can't do that. And he's just like, has to trust it's a her. Photon blast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, was, I was like, okay, that just proves nothing <laughs> to yeah. a human. So, <laughs> so that was really funny. Again, I like, I enjoyed that scene. They basically come to, I guess, essentially trust each other. And they head off to go find Pegasus with Nick Fury because she was like, well, you're a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. You must have some sort of clearance and you must know where stuff is. So take me to Pegasus. And he was like, all right, fine. So they go to Pegasus. It's a facility. It's essentially a bunker. It's like a a joint NASA U.S. Air Force type facility. And they get in. They ask the, I'm assuming the, the commander, the head security you know, military man there that they're looking for Dr. Wendy Lawson. And he tells them, all right, follow me. And basically locks them into uh, a room, like an interview room by themselves. Just Nick Fury and Captain Marvel or Veers. And we have another little kind of funny scene (laughs) because... (laughs) Because Nick Fury basically... Tries to be innovative. Tries to be real innovative, takes a piece of scotch tape, gets a fingerprint <laughs> off of his badge uh, from the head security guy that took his badge to to look at his security, whatever his secu- uh, you his know shield. what level of security he has his shield yeah. badge. So he takes his fingerprint off of the badge when he took it, puts it on the scanner, and voila, they get out. They head over to the records um, corridor. But essentially, before they get to the records corridor, they run into a character that we will know to do something later on in the movie. But basically, they run into a cat. <laughs> and this cat is named... Oh, what was his name? They, call, they named him Goose. Oh, it was named Goose. You're right. Yeah, it was Goose. Which I thought was ironic because it's a U.S. Air Force and that Goose is from... Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yeah, that's what Alex yeah, said. So, but actually, yeah, so, which doesn't... Because is the Navy. Common misconception. But mm, planes, But it was a well-known plane. Yeah, plane Correct. movie. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's kind of where they got it from, but whatever. Yeah. Um, 
So we run into this. Nick Fury really likes cats. They kind of bond some some sort of way, and they end up saying bye to the cat, going to the record the record uh, room, and he is going to try to pick this lock. I assume with a paperclip, but Captain Marvel basically just photon blasts the lock off the door, and they get right in. <laughs> and Nick Fury is basically upset. He was like, you're telling me that you could have done that all along when we were in the other room locked inside. Yeah. And he was like, you just saw, you sat there, watch me and play with tape. (laughs) (laughs) And she was just like, I wanted to give you your thunder. I didn't want to take your thunder away from her. So she was humble. That was good. We find out she's a very humble person and she allows people to do their, you know, spread their wings and fly. So that was nice. That was nice to see. Um, but basically they get into the record room and we find out that the light speed engine project was terminated, um, that there was a horrific plane crash. Uh, it was six years ago in 1989. So again, that's also the timeline. We're probably in the 1995-ish year. And I think all of this is happening before any of the Avengers stuff happens. Am I wrong on that? No. Right. Okay. So nothing. Nothing. The shield is literally just an office and darting. Yeah. Right. There's no. There's no Iron Man. There's. There's nobody. There's no one. She is literally the first Avenger. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I was. I was like trying to put it together. I was like, okay, so this is before everything. Yeah, because Captain America is also like, yeah, he was in World War Two, but he was he's frozen at this time. For like right, everyone else except for I guess the army or whatever. Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, that, that was a cool little thought in my mind when I was kind of going through it. I was like, well, this is before everything. And again, there's another thing that happens later on in the movie that we kind of get that confirmed as well. Um, so basically, uh, they find out that Dr. Larson is Cree. She is a part of the same people that Veers is part of right now. Uh, and her name is not actually Dr. Wendy Larson. It's actually Marvell. That's her name. Um, so basically, they have to get out of this bunker. But the reason why they have to get out of this bunker is because Nick Fury basically ratted out Car- Captain Marvel, sent a pager to his boss, who, again, is Talos, is the Skrull's leader. And basically, S.H.I.E.L.D. is trying to come in, trying to, to capture her. She finds out it was Nick Fury takes his pager away, says, I can't trust you, and they are moving on. They get in a ship, they fly away, and they are heading to Louisiana to meet up with this chick, this friend, called, her name is Monica, who served with Veers in the U.S. Air Force. So that's a lot going on there, but that's essentially what is happening. They're trying to find Monica to try to find more information on Marvell and the lightspeed engine as to why it was terminated, what happened, wh- wh- there was a crash, and, and try to get some more answers. Um, yeah, so that's essentially, I mean, that's, that's essentially that scene in a nutshell. We then are in Louisiana, and we figure out that 
she was actually someone named Carol Danvers. And that is who is in her memories. That is, you know, the Air Force pilot, or she was trained to be an Air Force pilot. And these are all the memories when she was a kid. She was Carol Danvers. And she understands this basically when she's with Monica and her daughter in Louisiana. We good? Yeah. That was yeah. me. Okay. That wasn't me. I, I wasn't moving. So. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> yeah. Too. Yeah, I was, uh, that was a little weird. Wait, what um, was it? it sounded like someone was moving their mic or something. Yeah. Oh. That. There it, is. <laughs> it was definitely Joey. It was, uh, it was definitely Joey. Definitely Joey. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I did. Are you like laying down, maybe? <laughs> no, I'm 100% laying down. Okay, then yeah, I think it was just, like you were. It was probably you buffling and moved real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, no worries. Um, but basically, there's uh, the scrolls show up. Uh, the scroll boss, Talos, kind of strolls his way into uh, the house, tells them, hey, we have the recording in what is known as the black box from that plane crash. And we think uh, Carol or Veers, we think you need to listen to it. And so she does. This is where things get pretty mind-boggling. Um, she finds out she, during that plane crash, she was there. That's when Lawson or Marvell was killed. But she wasn't killed by a scroll. She was killed by Yon Rog. Yours truly. Com- yeah. Yours truly, the commander of the team that she has been fighting with till up to this point. I was a little confused at first. I didn't really know what was happening. At first, I you thought, didn't know I was, was like, happening? okay, definitely a scroll just took over his body. Like, he'll be Yeah, same. Him. I was just like, okay, so what is this, like, why is, like, why, since he killed this person, like, why is it making him a bad person? They were killing people earlier. So, I don't know. And, it was, and wasn't she a scroll at the time? Um, or wasn't who a scroll? Uh, no, so at the beginning of the movie, we saw her memory, or we saw her dream of a scroll changing, like, it was a person changing out of form into a scroll. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so she had had a memory implanted in her brain that it was scroll. Gotcha. But really, when we come to, come to find out, it was, it was Yonra. Gotcha. On the recording. He was the one talking, and so she finds out. And 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 I, I guess because in this recording, we also s- hear Marvell. True. We also hear her kind of, you know, talking and letting Veer know, Veers know, or Carol at, at this particular time. She has so many names; it's kind of weird. But, um, you know, she's letting her know like this is a. This, this is a project that I've been working on to end all wars. You know, I'm Cree. I'm not from here. Uh, my real name is Marvell. So like, we kind of get a grasp for that. She knows something is wrong and she's saying they're coming for this light speed engine. And we need to destroy it. And so that's essentially what Carol does. She destroys the engine. Um, and the radiation from that engine, I guess, fuses with her cells and that's essentially how she it has her powers, her photon powers. 
um, is from destroying the engine that Marvel was wanting to destroy. So it didn't get into the hands of what we now find out is the Kree people. So we find out Marvel was actually trying to help the scrolls. Exactly. How, I mean, mind blown. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Right. I was not expecting that. Yeah, it really taught you not to uh, judge a book by its cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. And thinking that the scrolls no, are yeah, bad 100%. guys. 100%. <laughs> scrolls are not the bad exactly guys. they are the people that are suffering Plot twist. from not wanting to be ruled by another people and that is the Kree's agenda the Kree want apparently want you know to have these other outer planets submit to their rule submit to their ways and the scrolls essentially they don't want to do that and that's kind of where this whole war comes into play that's the whole reasoning for this war. Um, so, Carol, Veers, Captain Marvel, however you want to, uh, you know, name her, but she basically has a hard time with this. You know, she's been lied to for so long. The truth has come out, and it kind and... of gives you like an idea of why they wanted her to forget her past for so long. You know, like, the AI and her seeing someone, they were constantly, like, let it go, let it go. And it's like, wow. That kind of... Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is the reason why. They were just kind of feeding her to, like, let it go and stuff like that. So I'm like, hmm. I didn't even think about it that way, but that makes sense. Yeah, they say you got to let go of your past so that you're not so emotional so you can control your powers. Right. Yeah, so that's that's probably why they wanted her to let it go. Yeah, you're right. I didn't honestly didn't even think about that. But it makes sense. Yeah, I like... It. For me, it clicked when I, right when I was watching it. I was like, oh, they're pretty much brainwashing her. 100%. So. Yeah, they were just trying That's to exactly hand- what was happening. They were just kind of handcuffing her because they kind of knew how powerful she was. Pretty and much. Just, yeah, so she didn't know how powerful she was. She couldn't do anything. So they kind of just kind of brainwashed her, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, so basically, again, what we find out here is Marvel was creating this light speed engine to help the uh, the scrolls escape Kree rule. They were going to use this engine to basically light speed them into a different galaxy to where the Kree couldn't even get to them. And that's basically what we find out. They ask for Captain Marvel's help. She says, "You know what? I've been lied to. I want you know I didn't I didn't know what I was doing. I was just being told what to do, and I was doing it." And I'm going to fight for what's right. And so she joins the scrolls and basically says, I'm going to help you find this lab that they end up just figuring out it's orbiting in space, which we kind of have a funny joke, you know, (laughs) with uh, Talos, who is again, the head scroll guy, basically telling his scientist scroll, it was in orbit this whole time and you couldn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. And the scientist was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't, that's my fault. You know, I, I dropped the ball on that one. Uh, so that was a cool little funny. And again, it makes it funny because Talos, his whole attitude, his whole demeanor just makes things more laid back, makes things more not so serious. So it was just a funny moment. Him saying, you're, you're kidding me, right? Like you couldn't tell me that they figured it out in five minutes you're supposed to be this expert in science and you couldn't even tell me it was orbiting. Um, so that was kind of a funny moment uh, for that, 
for that particular part. <clears throat> As they are traveling up to find this lab, Yonrog um, meets up with Carol or Captain Marvel, uh, kind of in this secluded shack like location. And basically, their you know their protocol is I guess to sh- to kind of tell each other these di- numerical digit alphanumerical sequences. But basically, Yon Rog's like, no, we're we're gonna skip over that. Don't worry about it. Gives her kind of a test, like ask her questions that only she would know. And comes to find out, she didn't know that she got a blood transfusion from him. And so he shoots her. Come to find out, it's a scroll. Just taking uh, Carol's place, Captain America's place, Captain America, Captain Marvel's place. And uh, Captain Marvel, again, is with the other scrolls finding the, the lab. Yonrog knows, she knows uh, about the whole situation about him killing Marvel, the Kree kind of wanting this uh, lightspeed engine to help them continue to, to rule and overtake other planets. Um, and so he calls on Ronan. He tells him, I need you for backup. You need to come to Earth and uh, provide that backup for me. Ronan. Familiar face? Um, is he not the guy that helps Thanos in the Avengers Endgame? Oh, not Endgame. They're pretty much uh, the same kind of species. They look alike. I don't know if that right? makes sense. Yeah, or is this not right? They resemble, aren't they? Um... Not right. Oh, okay. He, See, this might be where he... not seeing all the other movies kind of backfired on me. But that's what I thought. But I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, so he's one of the main... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, evil bad guys, bad guys, uh, villains, I guess you can say, in uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. He oh. plays a major role in one of those movies. And so that was kind of cool to see him wrapped up into this particular story. Story. Yeah. So he was last seen in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, I believe it was the first one. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I don't think he was in both. Last scene in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, so, so that's, where, that's where he's familiar from. Um, again, if you haven't seen any of the other movies, particular Guardians of the Galaxy, then he'll just be another character. He'll just be somebody that is just in there. It is kind of weird, though. I mean, he does kind of come in in some weird spaces, so you're kind of like, why is this guy here? Um, but for us, we know later on he's going to be important because he ends up fighting the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he shows up to Earth, fires down these, what I think they're like hammerhead missiles, ham- warheads. I forgot what exactly he called them. But basically, I think what all, what all it is is just these massive mechanical missiles that are shot at the ground or shot at the planet. They hit the ground and probably cause this massive nuclear type explosion or ripple or earthquake. But I, I think that's what, what they would be used for. I don't know what else they would they would be used for, to be honest. But basically, Captain Marvel goes up, destroys them all in one, just one full swoop. So this is kind of another scene where we find out she's the real deal. She knows what's going on. Um, 
She's more familiar with her powers. She learns how to fly, which we didn't see the whole entire movie. Dude, that's what which I, was really, really cool. The entire movie, I was like, well, when I went in, I was like, I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel flies. Because like, I used to play like the Ultimate Alliance games, and I was like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she flies in the game. And she wasn't flying the entire movie. I was just like, uh, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't. And then eventually she flew. Yeah. So she learns how to fly because they get – they did get to the lab. She finds out, hey, these scrolls just wanted to get to the lab, not necessarily for the light speed engine, but because Talos and some of his other colleagues, basically they wanted to find their families. Their families went there for refuge, and Marvell just had never said anything uh, and told them not to say anything as far as where they're at so they can stay safe. So Captain Marvel kind of sees this as a revelation. She was just like, oh, crap, like, what have I done? I've been fighting for the wrong side. Um, you know, these people are just wanting to live in peace. And, you know, she, she, she basically takes on their side. She basically says, I'm going to fight. I'm going to help you. And when they're in the lab, Jan Rog and his band of posse, his posse comes in and we basically start the essentially the end fighting scenes for this movie. She fights the whole gra- the whole gang, dude with swords, dude with dual pistols, dude with fists, sniper gal. Um that's I'm just calling them by the weapons that they use. Yes, seriously. And, and <laughs> I don't know any of their names again. I don't they don't show up a lot in this movie. Um so I, I can't I don't really know their their character names, but but if you see the movie you'll know who I'm talking about. And uh, she basically defeats them all. I mean, pretty easily, right? Because they're looking for the Tazeract. In which, the lunchbox. <laughs> in the lunchbox, <laughs> which is actually inside of the cat, who we find <laughs> out is not a real cat. It was. It's what, a freaking. What did they mean? Kraken of some sort. Honestly. Yeah. What was that? Dude, I was super kraken. confused on that. Does anyone? I have no idea. Yeah, because the, no uh, the whole time. Clue. The whole time. What was the school's main the main character's name? Talos. Talos is like scared of this cat, and I'm like, okay, well he just has never seen a cat before, and he kept calling it a name, which I didn't catch on. It was some name of a creature, and he was like, how can you hold it? And then eventually he has tentacles coming out of his mouth, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like that isn't. <laughs> I wish so. So this cat opens his mouth, and like <laughs> twenty tentacles, like octopus, giant squid-looking type tentacles, come out of his mouth. And basically, just rip dudes to shreds. Not rip them to shreds, but just Doesn't toss he, them like, all eat around. Them? Oh, I thought he ate them. He, he might have. Yeah, he may have, because Nick Fury said, "Just don't eat me." Oh, yeah. Okay. I think he, I think he might have just swallowed them. He might have, but basically, this thing—I don't know what it's called, but you're right. They did give it. They some, did say name. Epic, I like, just fur lot or fur uh, something like that. But yeah, definitely not a cat. Yeah. Yeah, so basically this cat, Kraken thing, I'm going to call it the Kraken cat, <laughs> um, he swallows the Tazeract. And again, if you haven't seen the movies, the Tazeract will come into play. Lurkin! I, yeah. It's and, a Flurkin. Yeah, I've just looked it up. And it says that... Oh, Flurkin. It says that Flurkin is an alien species that just so happens to look exactly like earthly cats. But with some very shocking and deadly differences. And, okay. So I guess it, the whole time, it's not even the cat. It's 
technically. It's a flirt, so it looks like a cat. <laughs> Apparently, they That's can also funny. teleport through space. Dang. Whoa. I wonder if we're going to see that in the next Captain Marvel movie. <laughs> That's Maybe. funny. It says they look harmless. Facts. They look harmless. Oh, LOL. Okay, so we're going to get to that in, in a little bit. So, um, because I can't remember, I can't remember where that falls. I, I can't, I honestly, I don't know. But basically, so, they're, they're fighting, and, um, hold on, I'm trying to check in my notes where I'm at. The cat has powers, and by powers, it's just, it's a flurkin. That's essentially what it is. And, oh, man. Oh, so, okay, so, so basically she gets captured, right? She gets captured again. They put that AI on her, trying to, to get her to uh, get her mind white, essentially. And that's where, this was, that's where this part comes in. They scan the cat, and they're like, it's a high threat. You need to lock it up. So they put a muzzle on it. And Nick Fury <laughs> is like, what are you talking about? And they scan Nick Fury, and they say, threat is low. Low to none is what they said. <laughs> Low to none. <laughs> and I was, it was so funny because Nick's yeah, face funny. was hilarious. He's just like, Are you kidding me? He's just like, I'm, That's going to change. He's like, That's going to change here quickly. Um, so basically, the AI again trying to wipe uh, her mind, saying, Hey, you don't know what you're talking about. You need to let everything go of your past. We're trying to do what's right here for all the Creek civilization. And basically, Carol or Captain Marvel says BS. I'm calling BS on that one and breaks out of this. Um, I don't know, like vine type grasp that this AI has on her. Yeah. Uh, that they put her in. And that's when essentially they bust out. Uh, they, they take some pods, they take some, uh, you know, ships, uh, basically shoot them back going towards earth again to get off of this ship that they were captured on. <clears throat> and that's when we find out that Captain Marvel can essentially fly. She's free falling. Don't know if she's going to be making it out alive or not. And she all of a sudden turns on her flight and she is glowing like the sun. And I think this is kind of when we find out she's a badass. She is someone not to be messed with. And uh, she's just going off, shooting ships, uh, shooting these these uh, the missiles out of the sky, those uh, those warhead missiles. Destroys a whole entire ship. She just legit flies through a whole ship and destroys it. Dude, that so, was crazy. yeah, it was actually insane. That was that yeah, was crazy. Was just one end to the other end goes straight through it, destroys it like no other. And, and and it's Ronan's ship. It's part of Ronan's fleet. Ron, Ronan's Ronan's fleet. And um, he kind of looks at her and was like, "You know what? We're not going to mess with this chick. I'm out, but I'll be back for her." So that's kind of a okay. Captain Marvel two. Ronan may be the main character, the main bad guy. We don't know. We'll see. But uh, I think he is going to be playing a big part in the second movie for sure. So he's out. He's like, "I'm not going to deal with this right now." And um, Captain Marvel heads back down to Earth because she has some unfin- unfinished business with Yon-Rog. Mm-hmm. 
And so he basically show, uh, sheaths his, his weapon, his pistols, and basically wants her to just fight him fist to fist. Yeah. Which I thought was a little... Yeah, which... I thought was a little ahead. corny, to be honest. For me. Really? You thought so? I thought so. I mean, he, he knew that it was the only way that he could possibly be there. Well, I mean, That's I why he didn't want to beat her. I think it was just like, I don't want to die. Yeah, know? I just because obviously she used all of her powers. He just wanted to get it more of a level playing field because he just knew how like powerful she was. I didn't think it was corny. It was just his tactic, and then she just shot him with a with her energy <laughs> photon fist. blast. She didn't even let yeah, him. She didn't blast. even let him like com- like stop or complete what he was trying to say. She just yeah, was like, boom, and and that was yeah. it. <laughs> that was the, that was For done. Sure. And so that was a really cool kind of, you know, inside I was applauding because I was like, yes, like finally she like, she didn't have anything. She didn't have to listen to anything he said. Like she just put him to rest. And um, yeah, so that, that's, that's essentially uh, the end of, of pretty much the fighting uh, of this movie. And we kind of get into, uh, What's next, kind of? What's next, exactly. Uh, she vows to help the scrolls find a new home. Nick Fury uh, gets his new pager, which we come to find out is the pager he uses to call Captain Marvel at the end of a cutscene. Um, well, at, at the end of Avengers... Um, what do you, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah, one of the cutscenes from that one is the pager that he drops after disappearing you know, into dust... <laughs> And it's the pager that she gives him in this movie. So that was really cool to yeah. kind of see that direct relation with that. Um, so basically, after all that happens, she's, she's set forth with the scrolls. They're going to find a new home for them. And Nick Fury stumbles across a picture with Carol's <laughs> nickname on the plane. Carol Danvers, who was the, the uh, U.S. Air Force pilot. You know, all the memories and stuff like that. So she now goes by Carol Danvers, but her superhero name is Captain Marvel. But on that picture, it's essentially on her plane, it says Carol, her nickname, which is Avenger, and then Danvers. So he sees this picture and he changes what the project will be known as, you know, the Avengers, essentially. It was like the Project Something Initiative at first, but he changes it to the Avenger, Avengers Initiative, and so that's kind yeah, of that was cool. That's kind of where this whole Avenger thing starts, which I thought was a really really cool, uh, you know, tie into the whole thing. So really, she is a huge start to everything, and I did not know that as a superhero yeah, fan. Pretty much, I had no idea that that was. And, and I don't know if it's the same way in comics. Again, I don't read comic books. So, I mean, maybe people knew, like, hey, Captain Marvel is the shit because she's the one that starts everything. Right. But I didn't know that. And so when I found all this stuff out going throughout the movie, I was like, whoa, this is, like, she's legit. She is, I mean, on top. You know? So this was really, really cool. I enjoyed that part of things uh, uh, in this movie. Yeah, because in all the other movies. For sure. Um, Shield is already established when we're watching it, so it's like, well, you know, has it always been there? So I thought it was cool too. 
Yeah. But, you know, in this movie, it's like S.H.I.E.L.D. is like a baby. Shield, yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. is like brand new. They they haven't encountered anything extraterrestrial, you know, anything like that. And so basically this, this initiative, Nick Fury is telling Coulson like, hey, we need to find more people like Carol, like Captain Marvel, because we don't know what type of enemies we're going to encounter. And we need these people's help because we can't do it being humans with the technology that we have. We need some, some extra help. And so that's where it gets kicked off, which I think was cool. Really cool. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, I mean, that's essentially the end scene, really. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of funny, though, because Coulson does give him a tray of glass eyes. Of glass <laughs> eyes, yeah. That's how we found out is the eye patch. He legit, on his way somewhere, I don't know if it was the way to the lab or, you know, when they escaped Yonrog in the little ship battle, and they're heading back. Yeah, it was, it was then. Was it then? So that... It was after, yeah, the main, the last So battle. they escape Yon-Rog's, uh, you know, in a little ship battle. Yon-Rog was trying to shoot him down. Captain Marvel comes, knocks Yon-Rog out of the way. Um, but that's when Nick Fury, the Flurkin, the Flurkin scratches, like, paw scratches the shit out of Nick Fury's eye. <laughs> yeah, he got him good. He got him real good. And, um... So yeah, so that's that's essentially he got scratched by a cat, and that's why he has an eye patch. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, and he like made up some like cool story like that, like a middle schooler would tell his like girl like crush that he got in like a fight with three guys. And he like made it seem like he was some sort of <laughs> huge hero, yeah. but he, in reality, he just got scratched with by a cat. Yeah, <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, and you know to see that the tray came with, with all the eyeballs, it, it, that was kind of telling you, all right, his eye is pretty much done, and uh, I guess he ends up turning out just saying, you know what, I'm just gonna go with an eye patch, and uh, that's the Nick Fury we know nowadays. So, man, what a movie! Uh, honestly, you know, I, this was. I don't want to know. I don't want to say like one of my favorites from Marvel. It was different. I thought it was different. It was super cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's definitely different. It's not, it's Marvel, but it's, it's like you said, it's different. I I don't know how else to put it. Um, We don't. Yeah. It was just a fun movie to watch. Yes. Like the humor was good. The acting was good. It was just a fun movie. It was a fun movie. The action was fantastic. The movie looked great. All the different planets. I mean, the her suit was awesome. Great. I mean, everything about this movie, visually and 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 uh, I guess hearing wise, you know, sound wise, just everything was was fantastic. Um, So again, I highly recommend it. Go see it if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, And there were some end scenes to let you know. There there are some end scenes. Uh, for this movie, if you're here right now, you've probably seen the movie. So we're going to talk about those end scenes. The first end scene is kind of like mid credit, but really it was like at the very, almost at the very beginning of the credits, um, which is a pager. And it's the pager that Nick Fury drops 
during Infinity War. Dun, da, da, da. Right, and so it, we yeah. bring it. We bring it back with that, and so it's in a lab, and we have Captain America, we have Black Widow, we have War Machine, we have Bruce Banner. I mean, just the whole kind of gang, the whole group, really, that is trying to figure out. First off, why did Nick Fury have this pager? Secondly, it was who it was, was emitting a signal. Who it was to, and who was on the other side of that of the line. Right. They had, it was a symbol they didn't know, right? It was, a it was a, yeah, it was a symbol they didn't know. They didn't know anything about this. Uh, it was emitting a signal. They just didn't know where to or who to. And right as Black Widow was like, I want to know who's on the other side of that line, it cuts straight to her left. And it's Carol Danvers. It's Captain Marvel. And she asks, Where's Nick Fury? And that's the end of the cutscene. And then boom. Get the so we get a Endgame. direct tie into Infinity War Endgame. It even gives you a little text that says Captain Marvel will appear in Infinity War Endgame. So this is it. This is this I mean the next movie, Marvel wise, I think is Endgame. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. Same here. So we're gonna find an ending to a chapter. Who dies? Captain yeah, America. No, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Captain America no, is my favorite. Is my favorite superhero. So, I, uh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be him. And Nick forbids it. And Thor possibly. And so I, I, I have a feeling it's going to happen. If it does happen, I keep telling myself that I will never watch another Marvel movie again. But oh my gosh, <laughs> no way! Nick, this is so okay. You can't be a hypocrite because last episode, if you haven't seen last episode, oh, listen to last episode. Go listen to it right now. Last episode, we were talking about when people die, it makes the movie better. <laughs> so if Captain America died in the greatest, yeah, good, it would make it better. Ah, yeah, Nick. But he's my favorite story. superhero. I can't see him die, dude. It's just. It's I can't I can't do it I'm gonna have I mean I'm almost positive he's going to I just hope that it's the most heroic most feel good moment even though he's dying I want to feel like he died for everything <laughs> like I want his death to be better than anybody else's death on that movie that's where I hold Captain America on my superhero scale boom <laughs> mic drop we'll see what happens. I guess we'll see. Yeah, you're right. Um, so basically, that and that's the first end credit scene. The second end credit scene is kind of just a funny scene. It's legit the flirk, the flirkin, the cat who's coughing up what you think is a hairball, but you kind of have an inkling that it's not. It ends up be, being the Tazeract, which again will fall into the kind of the Marvel universe. I believe more so through Thor's timeline. With the Tazeract, because then Thanos ends up wanting the stone, because that's essentially what it is, right? It's the it's the the Infinity Stone, the mm-hmm. Tazeract. Right. So that's kind of where that end credit scene kind of comes in and gives you a little bit of a hint on that, like, hey, this is kind of where the Tazeract came from, uh, and where it's gonna, you know, you know where it kind of ends up, which is on Thanos's hand on his gauntlet. And wipes out the entire fifty percent of of the universe. So, 
sad. That and the sad. ending of that movie was just so sad. <laughs> so sad. I I mean, but it was amazing, right? I mean, that, and that's why it was so good is because, like Gabe said, people quote unquote <laughs> died, and you know it kind of just left you with a jaw dropping moment of holy exactly. crap. Exactly. So, I know where he's coming from. I don't want to see it happen, but I know it's going to happen. They, you know, they they are moving on from the original Avengers, who we know as Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, and they're moving into the new Avengers, who are going to be, you know, Black Panther, Spider-Man. I don't know about Wolverine. Probably not Wolverine. Um, So uh, they're still all Avengers, but it's going to be a new group of Avengers. So I know, I'm pretty sure almost everybody knows that we need to be prepared for a lot of our favorite superheroes to die. Which is going to yeah. suck. It's going to suck. Gonna okay. It's going to be... I don't know how many yeah, I mean, I'm going to be taking... Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be crying. I'm legit probably going to be crying. <laughs> in, in Endgame. I, I will, yeah. Yeah. So, that's going to suck. But anyway. Well, guys, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this movie. viewers out there thank you for tuning in episode two captain marvel we will be back not exactly sure again as i mentioned earlier in this episode i will post some notifications on our twitter page again at reel it in podcast go follow that is at r-e-e-l-i-t-i-n podcast go follow us and uh we will also post on facebook uh, and possibly Instagram as well on our personal Instagram and Twitters and, and you know, all that good stuff. Snapchat, Snapchats, all of it, all of the it. We're going to try to keep you guys updated as much as we can. Guys, I appreciate, as always, thank you for joining me, all of my co-hosts and uh, viewers or listeners. We will see you next time. See, see you guys. Ya. Later, guys.